You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, Ah, uh, yes, everybody's uh, fat and dumb and stupid from uh, Thanksgiving. I, well, I'm sorry, I should be speaking only for myself. <laughs> I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Now, I know somebody's listening to this about three years later after it has been published, going, Thanksgiving? That's not for another six months. So, you know, blame yourself for not listening to this show on time. You should be just patiently, or I'm sorry, impatiently waiting for the next show to come out. So I just wanted to start off with telling everybody all honor badges and trail rated style badges uh, should have gone out by now. There's a there's a couple of people I'm waiting on information for, but the majority of you that are paid subscribers and you've gone in and filled out the form. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, the form you need to uh, uh, send us an email. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com/contact and send us an email saying I didn't get no form. But uh, if you filled out the form, uh, we've uh, sent out those. Uh, uh, those uh, honor badges and uh, trail rated style badges so you can put the jeep talk show right on your jeep so um the uh, also too the the rat bastard toe tags uh, have gone out for those of you that have placed the order so we may be seeing toe tags uh, with uh, some dirty filthy rats being stuck on jeeps by our infectious agents uh, very soon in uh <laughs> in the social media always fun uh, but uh, now, if you don't know what I'm talking about with these uh, Rat Bastard toe tags, you'll be hearing more about these items in upcoming episodes. As the Jeep Talk Show completes its 11th year, please take a moment to let your internet friends, and, and I know, you know, you've got like two friends and the, the 5,000 of them are internet friends, uh, but let your internet friends know about the show. The episodes are available on Spotify, Our Heart, uh, Amazon Echo, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, on and on and on and on. If there's a place where you could listen to a podcast, it's it's a, like a 99.9% chance the Jeep Talk Show is there. Now, the simplest way, I think, is to tell people to go to jeeptalkshow.com, our very own website. Uh, oh, and uh, those uh, elusive show notes are there also. You know, the show notes, the stuff that we, uh, the host and I work from uh, when we're doing the shows. Hell, this show even has show notes come to, uh, if you can believe that. So please help us grow the show in our now 11th year of podcasting. So if you're a regular listener to the Jeep Talk Show, you already know about our campfire side chat segment we've done for the last several years. We uh, always enjoy interacting with our listeners, so we came up with a way to have you join in for an entire episode, and we call it the JTS Roundtable. Everyone is invited to our roundtable. To join, you must connect using Zoom. You can get the link information each week by subscribing to our newsletter. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to sign up. Now we join the Zoom meeting, which is already in progress. Please keep in mind that if you what you're about to hear is completely unrehearsed, the opinions may be strong and may or may not reflect the opinion of the Jeep Talk Show. Well, good evening, Zoom yeah. people. Evening. How you doing? Good evening. Hey, County. <laughs> Does anybody going, remember man? what Tammy's drive shaft is? She's got custom drive shafts. Yeah, uh, she, that Tom was Wood. Tom Woods. Tom, yeah, she's Tom, Tom Woods. Woods. Yeah, Tom Woods. Yeah, because Tom Woods partially sponsored that trip that, that they took across the cross country. Yeah, like at the, the, I'm still running my factory rear shaft. Um, okay. Don't know how much longer, I think. I noticed I was getting into it that man that metal cloak kit. You, it's amazing the kind of flex you get out of the back of those uh, with those yeah. things. And I've already relocated the evap cylinder canister or whatever, but I, I don't know what it is. But I am getting some rub marks on it, so I, I think I'm still flexing into it somewhere. I haven't got out there with a jack or anything and tried to move it and cycle it and see where I'm I'm hitting. But I can look and I can see where you know connection could not I'm be completed. Nope. Steve-o. Yeah, yeah. I went with that. Uh, upgraded to the thirteen fifty, you know, you know, rear yoke too. So it's a little thicker. That that'll help me with some of the issues I've been having trying to get that 
get it clamped down on the uh on the pinion yeah i saw that video man you look like uh <laughs> you look like you were about ready to throw something you kind of you could just tell you're getting frustrated with it a little bit. Something oh, trust me, it was it, it was thrown. It was thrown. That just went on camera. <laughs> oh man, Larry, people love the drama. You gotta you gotta get that in there, yeah. even even if you have to reenact it. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, you know, because you know, it's like everything else. Once it starts, <laughs> <laughs> remember you're gonna lose the shop, right? You got to get that yeah. thing out, or you're gonna lose the shop. You bet the whole thing on it. Next thing you know, you're yeah. in the backyard burying the family. You and nobody wants that. <laughs> the dog if would be perfectly okay, though. That's that's the strange thing. If you get in, change, yeah, enough I can change clicks. it rear axle under four hours. <laughs> if you can get enough clicks on YouTube, it'll pay for more Jeep parts. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. All right, let me uh, let me uh, bring this uh, this subject up for the group. And uh, well, first off, let me ask you uh, something that crossed my mind while uh, while y'all were talking about drive shafts. Where do you get your drive shafts from? I do Tom Woods. To me, uh, back when I first started uh, modifying my Jeep, Tom Woods was the place to go to get uh, uh, improved and uh, um, uh, the right length drive shafts for your vehicle. And you know, especially when you start changing things like transfer cases. Uh, what do you guys use? I'm still running factory. Yeah, I'm running factory on mine as well. What was the question? I think I what manufacturer uh, uh, aftermarket manufacturer drive shaft manufacturer do you use? Uh, Adams for my custom front, but I'm still running the factory rear. How how was Adams? Yeah, what do you? What was your opinion of Adams? But like I, I was saying a little bit ago, I think that my, the shop that I was originally working with. You know, that was one of the big ones they worked with was Adams. Um, I have had no driveline vibrations, and I'm able to grease, you know, when I need to and service it. So it's kind of worked for me. I don't think I don't think there's really anything that would make me pick it over something else. But, you know, uh, I think it's as long as you don't have a driveline vibration when you use a certain one, it's a price thing. Yeah, if it stays on there and uh, doesn't vibrate your teeth out, I, I agree. I mean, it does what it's supposed to do. So, uh, if you don't mind me asking, I mean, you, you talk about how much you spend on everything else. So, how much did you have to pay for the drive shaft? I can't even remember. It was all packaged. When I got everything done all at once back then. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. they were 8500 or something. But the, that was a lot of stuff. That's what you meant. Well, I just, they worked I with just ordered that. Just ordered an Adams two days ago. So, I went. And I went with the Adams versus the Tomway just because uh, Northridge had that big sale going on, and the Adams also has a good, you know, good reputation. So it was six and a half. Well, cool. Uh, let us keep, rear, keep right? us updated on how you like yeah, those things because I don't have any. Uh, I don't have any uh, uh, personal knowledge of uh, anything but uh, but Tom Woods. I got Tom Woods front and, front and rear on my XJ. Yeah, I can learn good things about them. So it just, I guess the main reason why I went there, obviously the big sale and, you know, I know Northridge will stand behind it as well as I think Adams will as well. So. You went with 1350, you said for the rear, but on your front, are you right. 1310? Uh, it's a 1350 front and rear. Mm -hmm. uh, the front stock, but, but the, 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 the yoke up by the transfer case, you know, they, they do that double, double like joint double up, up front. Double card. Yeah. I think I, I think mine's still running at thirteen ten when I got the drive shaft. I ordered the thirteen ten for the front. Um, I was still brand very very green to jeeping period, so I was heavily relying on shops, experience, and stuff like that. And basically, fusible link is what they call it, right? It's it's a hell of a lot easier to to replace a U joint or or uh, you know change that out than it is a differential itself. Well, what's amazing though is you look at you look at the drive shaft. You know, I'm used to seeing. You know, like a big Ford or Chevy drive shaft, they're they're pretty massive all the way down to the joint. And if you look at especially a stock on you know, my JL, when it comes down to that to that joint that they have, all of that it's a I'm going to say it's about a seven eighths diameter solid right there. So you can put whatever size you want, but if it's especially the stock shaft, it's you ain't going to get much stronger than that little section on that. No, but that shaft, you can tell how big it is for the factory one at least, that thing rusts really fast. I don't know about the JL, but the surface rust that I have on my factory shafts, I mean, I don't even think I had 
five thousand miles in the Jeep, and the whole thing was rusted over, right? Like the whole yeah. river shaft. Down in Texas? Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think they're not treated. I think they're supposed to rust like that, just surface rust or whatever. I don't know. All I know is that the rear drive shaft's still really rusty. They don't have any of that. I've never had one that didn't have surface rust all the way around on all my pickups and stuff. Uh, when I'd have them made, we used to have a truck shop <clears throat> that would make our drive shafts for us, and they all had surface rust. Just, just a real fine layer of metal rust over the top. Yeah, I could knock it off with a wire brush. I did that the first couple of times. Then I'm like, what the hell am I doing? I'll <laughs> 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 be down here every, every other day if I wanted to be on this one. Right? But I will say my Adams are painted the whole way around. Or they got a coating on them. So I don't I don't have that any rustling or anything showing up on the Adams. Would it make me a little OCD if I said I painted mine too? And they were stock because I like them nice and shiny and black until I scratch them up. The uh, the rear one that I got uh, most recently from uh, from Tom Woods is uh, polished and shiny. I mean, it's a uh, silver color. That's uh, kind of like what you see out there in, uh, in SEMA. They uh, they hooked me up with that uh, that drive shaft, and I'm trying to for the life of me, I'm trying to remember what size the U joints are. I mean, I'm I'm thinking fourteen ten or something, but that drive shaft is huge, and the uh, the U joints are huge. Well, actually, it's a plate for the the Atlas, but in the back, uh, I had to change out the yoke. And I even went online uh, uh, earlier uh, last week looking to see if I could find the the yoke that I uh, put in there, and I couldn't. But it's 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 a it's substantially bigger than the what I think was the thirteen ten. I think thirteen ten was the factory uh, on the XJ. So uh, yeah, that thing is very beefy. Um, Great looking drive shaft. I thought it was wonderful having that nice uh, polished thing. Of course, now I want them to do me a polished uh, uh, one uh, with uh, the clear coat on it for the front too. Moving away, kind of like candy cane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> pole. But I, I'd yeah. say uh, the Adams. One thing I will say is the quick turnaround. I, I'm sure Tom Woods probably has the same thing. Oh, that was one very that was quick. Place. Yeah, yeah. They they all touted shipping in a couple days. So you know, Northridge told me that thing would ship by the end of this week, barring any holiday issues. They all said that. Only they could ship tires that fast. Okay, that's that's the only bum like so. Friday when I pick up the Jeep, I'll have all the new axle and you know the re gear and the truss welded on and all that stuff, but still won't have that satisfaction of seeing it on thirty sevens, right? So I get to look at look at all the pretty hardware underneath. But so was it on the? If you guys remember uh, when I interviewed uh, Dave at Northridge, did was was it in the interview where he was talking about tire shipping? No, no, okay. I don't think so. Most of them say thirty days. That must have been the uh, afterwards. He he was telling me that uh, they're having a lot of trouble. Uh, I think uh, UPS won't do it anymore. Won't deliver tires anymore. So they're having. Uh, a lot of challenges finding ways of shipping tires, which is yeah, which I had is a, strange. I, had a I mean, that's money. Set of, I had a set delivered uh, for my wife's truck, and they came on the back of a semi because I'm my my road's a dead end. I had to <laughs> get in the jeep and go pick it up in the back of the jeep. Well, you um, don't have any room for that now with the the tire carrier back there. <clears throat> well, this well, no, it was it was my other jeep. Is it is that one running yet, or is it still down? Oh yeah, yeah. It it ended up just being um, the new coil I put on when I did the turn up. The, the oh, tune up was that's bad. right. Yeah, that's right. And I was convinced that I, I don't understand. No, you know, no. How you had just that. you had just changed that. It can't be that. Yeah, it's been less than a year. How yeah. could that be bad? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, hey, uh, speaking of which, you remember, remember how we uh, we got uh, in trouble with a uh, a, a paid uh, professional type mechanic because we were talking bad about shops and. Uh, dealerships and stuff and i know i, I know that uh, yes. uh <laughs> did he track you down no 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 uh but we have a uh, another one i know john uh, recently got to go sit in the waiting room for the the chevy thing before their trip so we may get uh he may have some ptsd from from that talking about this but anyway we i got an email in uh to uh to the jeep talk show which you guys can send us emails if you like uh, just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact scroll down through that list and you'll see lots of things there one of them is a uh, an email uh, that you can use to uh, email me and all the rest of the host. 
So, um, Brian P. says, I had a recent experience with a Jeep shop that did some upgrades for me. They did an okay job, but I felt like the owner belittled me and my Jeep knowledge. Also, they did do uh, did not do some of the things they said they were going to do during the installation. How do you pick a good Jeep shop when choosing someone to work on your vehicle? Warning signs to look out for. I, the belittling, belittling, I think, would be part of that. Uh, what would uh, what to know to ask when having things done, etc. That's a good. That's a really good question because I was in the same boat. Like I said, I, this is my first Jeep, and I bought it um in 2017 brand new never had one before you know never didn't really have a bunch of tools and everything so i knew i was gonna have to go to a shop at least to start off with to get some of the basics and you know you really got to research hard on the ones you go to you know you can say google reviews are there but you know i, I like to go by and look at the shop itself right and see kind of what they got out front you know how do they treat their tools right and if you can go in the bay if you can peek in there and you can see if it's a this is an absolute mess with stuff strewn all over the place. I'm, that's kind of a. Are you talking about like going in there at two or three o'clock in the morning and just sniff it, sniff it around, doing <laughs> a little investigative work, well, right? Even even going in and chatting with them, right? Like you can go in and kind of chat with them to see kind of how they are. Now, some of them are going to be a little little messy just because they got so many projects going. That's something else I look at is if there's 15, 16 well built jeeps in the parking lot. That's all there. Well, you know, they're, they're, these obviously are trusted guys. Building some stuff like that so um but i know uh he's not on here tonight but bill had a bad story about a, a one shop around here who put his control arms in backwards <laughs> right and, and you know they've got great reviews online and they're they're that that particular shop is is very popular around here um and he had that issue with him so you can't just go off the google reviews no oh, turn a i had right i had that problem Go on. Yeah, if you, the local Jeep clubs, if you get in, you know, you start hanging out with them, they have Jeep meetups, and you start looking at their rigs, asking what they did, what they, they're going to tell you who's good and who's bad. You know, around here, there's a lot of, there's a um, Jeep and Donuts every other Sunday for us up in the Chicago area where just a bunch of people get together, and they'll tell you, you know, who's who's good, who's bad, who's on the in, and who's on the out. <laughs> yeah, you can even do that just on Facebook groups. Uh, with their yeah. Jeep Club group and yeah. ask well, you, a question you, on there. Yeah, but you've also got the shops on there too, plugging themselves as well. And that's okay. the problem with the Google reviews or the Yelp reviews. You never know whenever if it's a legitimate uh, review or not because it, the, the businesses do do uh, <clears throat> uh, review padding. So, uh, it, it, but but I mean that, that's not a bad place to go and to start. You know, just keep that in mind that you may be uh, looking at uh, bogus reviews. I oh, had you got a tie rod ends for my Jeep Liberty. I purchased from uh, it was advanced, either advanced or the other auto place, not O'Reilly. Um, and I went in for a driver's side, and they sold me the passenger side. And I didn't realize it until after I installed it. And every time you would turn, we were we were basically lathing away the inside of the driver's side wheel when we would turn tight because it was rubbing against the tie rod end. And so then when I noticed that and I went back <clears> in <throat> and I explained what was going on, they looked at the passenger side and that one was right. And they just sold me a passenger side in the driver's side box. And I didn't, it was my first time switching them out. And I didn't realize that, you know, it was mirrored and that it mattered that it was mirrored. So the car parts stores can sell you the wrong stuff too. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah and always remember too that every shop, no matter how good they are, they're, 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 every now and then they're going to make a mistake. And to me, it really comes down to when that mistake happens, how they deal with it. Exactly. <coughs> yeah, customer service. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. We, we, for me, we when, I, when I decided on a shop for, for Hope, um, you know, it's kind of a big decision. Um, I was at, at a Jeep club and there was two, they had two different sponsors that were Jeep shops. And the one guy came out afterwards and was like climbing all over and like telling me about stuff and, you know, showing off how much he wasn't trying to get my business. He, he didn't even mention until later. I, I had asked someone else that he was, you know, what shop he was with. 
And he he genuinely was enthused. The other guy like vanished there, there at, at the end of every meeting. You know, you, the meeting would close and he poof, he'd be gone. The other guy would hang around and talk to talk about jeeps and talk about people and you know and 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 want to get to know everyone's stuff. And that and that eventually, you know, that builds a lot more trust than anything else and shows them that they're actually into the product they're putting out instead of just it's an investment. Come give me your money. Well, right. I think that's that goes to the go talk to them, right? And you can do a Google review before you're gonna have them do the work. Go in and talk to them, right? And just kind of say, you know, here's what I'm thinking, try to get some feedback from them on on what they would do, what they would recommend. If they start pushing like the same brand for everything or you know, start pushing like that and you look on the walls and that's the only flag they have up there, you know, that's that's another one of those. Little, so I, you want one that's going to sit there and actually listen to what you want to do with the Jeep, not just say, hey, let's put this big lift, let's put this, whatever it is on there. Um, but actually say, you know, you don't need that. That, that. That's a YouTube thing, right? You know, everybody buys the expensive one because they have it on YouTube, but you don't really need it. You need this, this. Those are the kind of folks you want, but you can't get that unless you go talk to them, right? Sit down and and go in and have a conversation well it's interesting right. that you say uh you know talk to them like face to face because uh, i call it the uh the the uh, the, the slap factor uh, if you're within reach of somebody and they're belittling you then it's probably not a good idea to be there uh <laughs> if, if right. they're if they're giving you crap on the phone or online then that's a little bit easier to understand because people just have a tendency to feel safe whenever they are you know a relative distance away so uh face to face and i'm not i'm not saying you should be violent with, with people i'm just saying it's a lot different whenever you can reach uh, reach over there and slap the shit out of somebody because <laughs> they're not acting right and people take that into account whenever they're dealing with you in person uh, whether or not they're worried about getting hit or not uh so uh going and talking is a good idea also too uh, you know, do you get a kind of a slick feeling from the individual? Do they know anything about mechanicking or, or are they just there to, uh, you know, grease you into the chair so they can, uh, uh, make, make all kinds of, uh, decisions on your, your Jeep for you or your, or your passenger vehicle. Now, Isaac brought something up. Oil <laughs> yeah. Uh, Isaac brought up something, a real good thing that I think I've learned because of having to go through that, getting the wrong part. Uh, it's not so bad. I mean, the, the parts company should be checking the box. Like if they get a part back, then they should be checking it to make sure it has the right thing. Because some people do, you know, put the wrong parts back in there and get a re refund. Uh, I don't know that's what happened with this, but I always take the part out and compare it to the part that I'm replacing. And, and it needs to look exactly. Now, yours may have looked exactly the same, uh, just uh, turned a bit or something, and it wasn't easy to see. But Yeah, uh, it was exactly, it was a, perfect mirror yeah so uh but but the one that was on there you had one on there that wasn't you know bent that way or like you say a mirror so it was like just the reverse so that would have been a clue to me that that wasn't the right one and if you're not sure you can always go to the other side now that's the wonderful thing about having two of something uh because you can check both sides so uh, i highly recommend that you know before you start any work and pulling anything off uh, for all of you, check and make sure that the part is identical to what you're putting in there. Or if it's not, it's because you know you you've upgraded or made something, uh, bought something bigger or heavier duty. But uh, it certainly should be the the same angle. And this is so hard to say because sometimes there's no angle. Sometimes you really can't tell. I mean, like a a tie rod end uh, is gonna uh, at least on a on the Jeeps, uh, the the TJs and the XJ that uh, it, the tie rod end really doesn't matter what side you go on. Is that true? No, actually, I think there is a left and a right. So, and that always con confuses me too when they put left and right. I wish they would just say passenger and uh, driver because it depends on which way you're looking at the Jeep. Absolutely. And there's one, there's one chain. I'll, I won't mention names, but every time I've ever got a part from you, it's either the entirely wrong part in the box that you don't know to you get it installed or something. There's always an issue with them. It's never failed me. I found them to be a good place to buy oil and stuff like that at, but from for parts, it's always been an issue. Yeah, I'm not, I'll, I'm not a fan I'll of say, I'll say the name, Larry. It's I'm, called Chance Auto Parts. I was going to say, I, 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 <laughs> it's okay. I've, I've shopped at AutoZone. I know what you're talking about. AutoZone, exactly. 
It's, it's a zone. It's a zone. It's not specific. That's it's in the name. You should know it's auto zone. It's just not specific. Yeah, it's, it's in the it zone. It is automotive. It's not exactly. But it's in the zone. So you get what you pay for. No, yeah, uh, those guys are location that you need to parts. give them the make and model to be able to be able to get washer fluid. Blinker <laughs> <Yeah>. fluid. <laughs> um, My store does sell blinker fluid. It does not work with tiki torches, however, and that's what my vehicle has, so I had a pass. Well, isn't that the same thing as eye drops? <laughs> <laughs> I worked at Advanced Auto Parts just for the discount, and those guys are there, and they all learn. You're there to sell parts, not try to do- diagnose people's problems. Oh, God bless them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but I mean the, the customers do ask that because they don't generally know. I wonder if mm-hmm. that's changed since the, you know, with the rise of the internet and a lot of, a lot of Googling uh, that goes on now. Uh, and, I, and YouTube. I, I would, I, I think it's, I, I believe it'd be worse because <laughs> yeah. people, they can ask the magic box, Google, and they get an idea. This doesn't look too hard, but I don't have the tools. I don't want to do it myself, but I don't want to pay the guy down the road because NBC and all the fake news for years have convinced everybody that everybody's a crook. Not everybody is. Some are. No. And, uh, yeah, go to the part, parts counter and, and try to talk to the guy. Can I give you a 20? Give you a 50? It's not a big deal. You can replace that water pump in 15 or 20 minutes. And oh, yeah, God, I, 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 would, I would believe it's worse. Worse now with the internet. Well, you can sound like yeah, you know what you're talking about after watching a YouTube or uh, uh, Googling a little bit. You can throw those keywords in there. And as long as you don't get the wrong keyword in the wrong place, you're, uh, they can think you know what you're talking about. Absolutely. Just ask your ask your physician how many people come in with a diagnosed problem already from the internet. Well, but Good, great point. But my but my diagnosis was correct. <laughs> so mm-hmm. <laughs> some of us some of us know what we're doing. Well, cr- crotch fungus is easy to diagnose. <laughs> <laughs> or, or lead poisoning. Uh, prior comment in Discord. So. Um, you know what about the belittling? Have you guys had a problem with being belittled by the people that are gonna that you're gonna pay money to 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 work on your vehicles? Um, I have at the parts store. Really, I have gone in the parts store, and this has happened more than once. Literally, walk in, and the last time was at an auto zone, and I needed a headlight. <laughs> I walked in, I turned the corner. And they said, oh, what do you need? I said, just got to get a headlight. And I walked straight down the aisle (laughs) and picked up the headlight that I know I need because I run a particular brand and it's notorious. It burns out every year. Every year I got to replace it, but it's really bright and I like it. So I walk up and I've got the bulb or two pack of bulbs and the two guys behind the counter are questioning me on what I'm going to put it in. (laughs) And the old guy actually goes. Now, you know where to go to wear rubber gloves with that when you do that, right? They said, I don't, but I also can piss without getting it all over my hands. So I'm down with you. <laughs> he left the counter. He was so mad at me. He stomped away from the counter and the young guy had to ring me up. Success. So belittling the parts people is, is, is okay is what you're saying. <laughs> I'm saying you get whatever you give me. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I understand. Uh, and um, you can get emails from AutoZone people now. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and if you've had a different experience with AutoZone, I certainly understand. This is my personal experience. My uh, my stepson uh, purchased four or five. I said I shouldn't say purchased because the first one he purchased, the rest of them were replacements. Four or five alternators for a uh, 2003 Honda. And uh, he put it in, and it was either it was bad. Actually, it was bad right away. And I finally told him. I said, "Go to O'Reilly's and get it." He went to O'Reilly's and got it. And I think it's it probably still has that same alternator in it uh, that we got from O'Reilly's many, many, many years ago. I don't know. Uh, I guess it really just depends on on where they're getting the parts from, who's rebuilding them, and uh, you know who their supplier is. But. Uh, it's it's all everybody understands that you need to make a profit to keep a business going but you also need to understand that your part needs to work at least you know for five minutes not just stick it in and it doesn't work so uh, work yeah 
So that's that's the, that's really my only negative to, to AutoZone, and it wasn't even uh, me personally. It was my stepson that I was helping trying to get the, the the Honda back working, and I learned from that. I just I just don't go to AutoZone unless it's like light bulbs or uh, fluid or something like that. But we have it's almost on the one corner. We have a Advanced Auto and O'Reilly's and an AutoZone. So it. Uh, the the advanced auto I, i'm fine with that one i i don't think that there is as much um know-how uh mechanical know-how at advanced auto as there is o'reilly's uh but uh, o'reilly's it just depends uh, on the the individual that you're talking to yeah i just i just need to get the part the part number right i don't really don't care if you know how to work on it know how to work your system so that you so you hand me the the proper part and i'll take it from there no and that's where i am too larry but there we're going to have listeners out there that haven't got reached that uh, level of nirvana yet the other thing I well, yeah, one of the problems too is you got all the turnover now in the retail industry so the experience level in those stores is just going to go down and down right for sure the, the one thing yeah. that you can get at AutoZone though which similar i guess to rallies or not or anything the others are the specialty tools right that you can you're not getting at lowe's or anything else because they're automotive specialty tools um being able to go in and grab those really quick i found that oh great that and things like you said oil but recently i found it just as cost effective quadratech sells an oil change kit essentially that's got the mopar oil and the filter and everything and they just ship it to my house right so and i'm i know when i'm getting close to the mileage or whatever i want an oil change just go ahead and repeat the order and you know it's there i don't have to worry about it i don't have to go to AutoZone. oh and, and you don't have to worry about customer service or being belittled or any of that stuff oh and you don't have to drive over there to get it i mean uh, exactly. I, I i don't like the idea of uh, business local businesses not being able to make money uh because people are buying things online and having it shipped to their house but at the same time if you want to step up your game and have the, the same type of uh, customer service, make it worth me driving over there to pick something up and, and beat your employees more regularly so that they're nice. Uh, that, that would make a big difference. It's, it's just, I mean, Amazon didn't just come up uh, out of nowhere. They had a plan and they wanted to make sure that the customer service was wonderful and they wanted to get the shipping faster and faster. And and I fully expect that I'm going to be thinking about ordering something and it's going to show up at my door really soon. Well, if you also, the other thing to remember on the local one, though, is you need a disposable oil. It's a great place to go, right? Yeah, you need totally, absolutely. Get rid of stuff like that. Amazon so, will not pick up your oil. <laughs> exactly. So when you go there for that, plus the. Not knowingly. Uh, not knowingly, exactly. <laughs> But all the car wash stuff, you need new terry cloths, shop towels. It's great to go in there. And the autos that I go into has, they normally have clearance deals or things are running. And I can normally pick up a bunch of big cans of PB Blaster on sale. And that's yeah. like, I got to have that in the shop, right? That's like one of the <laughs> number one cans in there um, underneath the, the Jeep. So there's a lot of stuff I get there. I, I haven't ordered parts there. Most of the parts I've been ordering, I know I'm probably paying way too much, but I'm I'm one of those that normally goes back to Mopar, right? Just just orders it. It's it's not a bad idea for I mean, especially for sensors. I I learned the hard way that if you're you're going to be replacing sensors, get the OEMs, not like OEM or just as good as OEM, but the actual OEM sensors. If you really want it to work out, uh, have the same level of stability as you did with the the vehicle uh, prior. So, uh, Larry's talked a little bit about, or we, we made inferences to, to Larry's uh, issues that uh, he's been going through, and it, it actually made me think of another subject for tonight. So, if you've been following along on Jeep and Moe's JL Rubicon Axle, also known as Larry, uh, Axle Swap, uh, you understand that starting a job, then finding something or something causing uh, an issue uh, to make the job longer. Have you ever done something to your Jeep? Uh, that finished in the time frame you expected. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, oil yes change. To, it hurts. So I'm going to say yes to the answer. I, I changed my rear tail light. Yeah, yeah, that's one. <laughs> it went quick. <laughs> well, oil changes. Oil changes normally maintenance stuff that's common. Oil changes, diff changes. Those are those are pretty. But I mean, even something as simple as 
you know, the A pillar on the JKs and on the JLs, you've got the integrated handles in your A pillar, right? But on the JK, you don't. So you kind of buy the aftermarket ones. I went to bolt that in to the A pillar and drop the damn bolt through the yes. little, yeah. <laughs> little plastic cowling on there and had to fish it out and everything else. So even something as simple as throwing some handles in there. But I know the oh. exhaust. Oh, right? that exhaust was a disaster. Oh, and I just I just realized we a lot of us already know what's going on with Jeep and Mo and his uh, Rubicon axle swap. Larry, can you bring us up to date on that and uh, maybe uh, <laughs> tell, tell people tell people where you can uh, find your frustration online? Yeah, so our, yeah, so our YouTube channel is Jeep and Mo, and uh, we took a we have a, a 2018 Jeep JL Sport, and I bought a set of uh, JL Rubicon takeoffs. And we welded the trusses on them, and uh, so the front axle pretty much went as planned. We we changed ball <laughs> joints and everything, and pretty much <laughs> that that end was fairly uneventful. The rear, unfortunately, when I pulled the axles out, we found one was twisted, which is you know not the worst thing in the world. But when we went to put the axle in, I was going to change the yoke with the weight of the vehicle on it because you know getting that pinion nut off. And that's where the trouble started. So two days later, trying to get the pinion nut off and get the yoke off, we found that, that it actually stripped some of the threads on the pinion. And I couldn't get the yoke seated. So after that, we decided we'll just, uh, we're going to change it back out so we can, I can now change rear end in four hours. <laughs> and... Uh, to get rid of the factory yoke, and I think I'm missing a washer in there, we ordered a new uh, Adams drive shaft from Northridge, so that'll all be in this week. Now, part of the issue we had trying to get the old one off is we couldn't get the lower control arms out, so I had to build a new set of control arms for the new axle. So, it, you know, it snowballs, but all good upgrades. Oh yeah, good upgrades, but so, something that's taken a lot longer than what you expect. And I think oh, I, I think it's interesting what you say about the four hours. You can change your rear end in four hours now. I, I'm I'm wondering if that's the 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 the, uh, the magic of being able to uh, start and stop a uh, stop and uh, end a job on the Jeep in a timely manner is the number of times you do it. It's like the oil change. You know, you it may have taken you longer the first time you did the oil change, and you may even had problems getting the the filter off or something like that. And then just by doing it, you now know how long it's going to take you, and you know it's not a big deal. I wonder if maybe that's the problem with the jobs that take longer than we expect is that we uh, it's just the 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 know how of going through it. Well, yeah, it's like anything you do. I mean, whatever you do professionally, if you look at the first time you did it versus how you do it now with experience, you know, there, there's no there's no comparing it to because you learn the tools you need and all the little ins and outs that, you know, some jobs you didn't, you didn't expect to have to learn it that way, but sometimes you do. And then when you put aftermarket parts on, sometimes it makes it difficult to get to, get to something. Or if somebody's brought, uh, if you're a professional and somebody brings a vehicle in and it's got aftermarket parts on it, now it, it changes, potentially changes how you're going to do the job. Things may be in the way now that weren't in the way before. Although I, th I think pretty much everything you do to Jeep makes it easier to get to things when you lift it and all the rest of the stuff that you have to do to it. But Yeah, but if, unfortunately, I don't get to call the customer and tell them, look, we're going to have some more billable hours here and some oh, parts. That'd be nice, yeah. wouldn't it? <laughs> you, know, you know, you mentioned that it gets easier to get to things, but the problem that I'm starting to have now is um, is clearances from when you start flexing out, right? Because you got that lift up and things like, make finding a place to put your exhaust when you go to full compression full through, that's not gonna where, we, not gonna where we're run. going we don't need exhaust <laughs> <laughs> but it just i mean i've noticed I, I today i was looking underneath there just i was talking to a new guy and just moved to the area he, he bought my old uh uh evo rear bumper delete i was selling on craigslist and um He's driving back to San Antonio, but he might be joining us Thursday night. So he's oh, good. got all the info for the show and everything. But, you know, we were looking at the tie rod and drag link, and I noticed that my my um, steering stabilizer shot on the front, it's got rubbing all over it. So apparently it's getting into something under compression, 
you can see right where it is. I think it's the tie rod coming down. You can see the red paint on there. I guess that gold zinc or whatever. Because I got the metal cloak um, tie rod and drag link set. Right. So it's just little things like that. I get you get underneath there, and as you start building, that's something you don't expect, or at least I didn't expect to have an issue with going with like parts and everything. So. Well, you need to be like uh, Jimmy and get one of those uh, flex kits where you can just flex out your Jeep in the driveway. And uh, <laughs> Jimmy, you got that, right? That's a four. I don't. I don't need that. I, I I know how much flex I've got. <laughs> there we well, go. You only need it once, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. When you've got it all, you don't need any more. There you go. There it is. <laughs> Curious if they would not mind if you go up to Hidden Falls with a whole set of tools. And go up there to that poser rock that's right there by the top of wildcat mountain <laughs> just pull up flex it out check it out make your adjustments. you know that'd be a fun a fun oh. picture with all the tools spread <laughs> out there next to that rock there where takes a picture on you know i refuse to get up on that rock and no it's not oh. because i can't it's because everybody else does uh hey jimmy's talking about things that uh take a lot longer than you expect uh you you did this uh firsthand when you put that uh tire carrier in the back of your uh, jk didn't you oh yeah yeah, I mean, like I, I tied the other section with the getting parts from the parts store. I just went in because I knew the thread count and the the diameter of the bolt into to AutoZone just to get three lug nuts. And she was like, mo- "Make and model." I was like, <laughs> I, I, need, "I need 18 count with the 916 on a 1916th bolt lug nut." Well, uh, what's the make and model? Bread. So eventually I just looked around and said, like, can you just take me back to the boxes? Just just take me back to the boxes. I'll find it myself. And then you can bring me out. How's that sound? <laughs> but yeah, that's the other thing is like, well, the other thing is that, you know, I only, it was just. <laughs> he muted himself. He did. You muted yourself, Jimmy. Well, you got to know your limitations. So there we go. <laughs> AutoZone, yeah. AutoZone hacked us and they muted him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they said the other part was like the other part big part about that project was that they in the in the the directions or what they expect from from excessive is that they wanted they wanted you to have two to three adults to position the tire for the 40s or 42s oh yeah well that makes sense heavy and you're in an awkward spot and that's what really did it eventually i got it in place but i had to completely throw the response they gave me an email out the window and i didn't even need the pocket in the back door i noticed that uh and i'm glad you weren't cutting up the back door uh that you know in thinking that you were going to have to have that oh i already did oh did I you it, up, it, it looks in. good yeah, it i didn't I, it didn't look like it uh, had been cut up well, you can well see I, the I got the yeah there's a pocket i color matched it so it i don't think it'll it, you know it doesn't show that much but yeah, I was like, I, I lost probably you know two hours the first the first day just to cutting up that back door, to getting the, the tailgate door, so I could get all the pieces. Because you know, like I started cutting the skin off, and I got the skin off, and I was like, oh crap, there's a whole sub substructure underneath there that I didn't even think about being in there, mm-hmm. and it sit set just on the edge of line. So I was just sitting there with a die grinder forever. Yeah, but now you got but, some extra storage space. Look at that way. Oh yeah, very true. Uh, and you could uh, you know, like a poncho back there, or maybe you know. You, use it use it for smuggling hey uh for cables jimmy yeah. and what what product are we talking about i just realized that this is another one of those things where people are screaming going what the hell are you talking about what do you put in it's a tire carrier i know but which one are we talking about so it is an interior tire carrier that goes into your cargo space by excessive industries it's called the gatekeeper and they, it's for jk um uh, jku specifically for the bigger tires and you can actually go up to a 42 inch tire inside your rear cargo space and it actually is designed to trap um with the remaining cargo space you don't take up with that huge tire it's designed to trap all of your cargo so you just pull down your seat and you have full access to the cargo very cool and uh would you recommend this thing uh, maybe not the instructions but would re- recommend the uh, the item oh yeah it's it, the the welds are well done um it's well built i i had no build quality issues with it um you really don't need to buy that expansion bar because there's there's two ways you can get they they say you need to get two additions you need to get to put the 40 in and one is cutting the hole in the tailgate which i didn't need to do and the other is um the rear crossbar on your sport bar 
they have a replacement for that that does uh, like a notch upwards in the dome tubing. Um, but that would only be necessary if you had a 42. So you only need the one piece. Aside from that, I mean, like the guy was responsive via email. They were, they were you know, they were helpful. They're, they didn't even send directions. So I didn't get directions. Uh, I just had to go off the videos and stuff. But it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, most of that stuff is. If you have any mechanical ability at all, you can usually figure it out. So what was the advantage or what was the advantage you were going for to moving the tire inside? A lot of theft in your area? Is that... Uh, is that why you're putting oh, it on no. the inside? No, I'm in the country and it's it's garage kept. So I, I don't really have to worry about theft at all. People don't even come on your property out here. And when they do, they're scared for their lives. Yes. The <laughs> Welcome to Texas. Um, <laughs> the big thing was, is one, I've, it, it's a lot of weight. You know, it, it, I shed probably 200 pounds by doing that. And I've still got my full size spare. I've still got, I didn't dr- drop the farm jack or my high lift jack. Um and I moved the weight so far forward that now I'm going to have to adjust my coilovers because they went up nearly two inches. Oh, yeah. I can see that because you you were dealing with leverage before that weight was sticking out the, w- w- far to the rear of the Jeep. And now it's kind of over the axle. Is that, is that about right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and the other, other really big, po- big positive to it um, is that it's easier to get in and out. Well, you've got those huge tires. I mean, they're heavy. And you're trying to like lift a you know 120 pound tire in the air and slide it onto three bolts while you're holding it. It's a virtual impossibility. When I put it on, I had to use my tractor. If I had two adult guys, I could do it. Right. But I don't have two adult guys in my house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. LJ's got some growing to do. What, what <laughs> right. about um when you said you you shed 200 pounds? Was that did you have like the tub mounted tire carrier or did you have the bumper mounted? Well, right. So, so like I had, it, it, it's, it was a Smitty built um, tire carrier mount and it actually wasn't designed to carry a 40 inch. So I was overloading it and I knew that. And, and that was other, the other part of why I did it now is because every time I drove and went off road, you could feel it loosening up and you could feel, you know, you could almost feel like how, how hard it was, it was smacking around and you're like, okay, uh, I'm stretching the metal. Um, and the second part was, is you've got that heavy, it, it mounted straight to the frame. So you have that whole structure shift frame. Then you've got a solid spindle of metal coming out up from the frame. And then you've got the tube carrier, the tube carrier that's on there. Plus I had to have a, a tire adapter to go from five lug to eight lug. Um, and it was just a lot of weight. Plus, plus the plates to, to attach to the tailgate. I mean, just the tubing. So what I went down to was just the tubing that held the tire essentially and i shed all that other those other pieces now it's time for a moto built frame job <laughs> now now it's time to stop spending so much money oh that's what? not gonna oh, happen come on now this is a jeep <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and you yeah, got more than or, one or or to start doing the other projects i've already bought the parts for that are sitting on the oh, shelf oh i hate that for yes. hope or for the wagoneer for hope i've got a whole bunch of electrical stuff i've been avoiding for over a year I'm actually putting in a uh, electrical on on Ivar right now. I'm putting the rugged ridge over the rear view so I get the locker control separate from the mm-hmm. nanny stated one or whatever you want to call that's that's on there for the factory Rubicon control. So I have a totally separate way to engage my lockers separately. So that's kind of where I am. That's why it's a bigger project because it's not only like adding the things I want to add are pretty minor. I mean like. I want to I, I, I want to whip and instead of running like a chase bar if i go somewhere real you know run down like a you know a desert type road i'm just gonna use the whip and have it be amber you know because i've got it and it was free right well you know that and rock rock lights i want to add those two things well that puts me past the number of switches i presently have so then i have to do a, a is, second switch panel is this for your jeep or your side by side we do some side-by-side hate on here. It, it's nothing personal. We have people with side-by-sides. It's just, you know, the side-by-sides have a tendency to, to, to seemingly to tear things up. They're kind of like BMW drivers on the highway. I wonder how many other people I can offend tonight. Um, so <laughs> let me let me uh, switch this over. Uh, I mean, you guys have definitely been a part of the show, a uh, major part of the show so far. But let me switch it over to you guys. Instead of me coming up with a question for the group, do you guys have a question for the group and I, I don't know how we're going to pick other than uh, maybe uh, throughout your question and and see which uh, people uh, want which which question people want to answer 
I know. I, Nobody told the you there was going to be a test. <laughs> well, Thanksgiving was last week, so what are you most thankful for on your Jeep? Anyone got into like, another question? What, what's your your most favorite modification that you did, kind of? Oh, okay. That's or, or maybe even stock. You know, what? the Jeep is having three that run. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would say a Rubicon axle, but that's not there yet. Yeah, <laughs> matching gear ratios, front and rear, would be uh, would be nice. <laughs> Definitely would be. That's me again Friday when I got a Pro Rock under the front of it. Oh, here it comes. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the for me. It's definitely the um, axles um, because I go out and I've got the you know I've got huge tires and I know I I I, I don't hit stuff hard enough to know that. I'm going to break it. That's a good so feeling. Like, I don't, yeah. Those big old 60s. What, what he's not thankful for is his turning radius. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> well, he just needs to have the steerable uh, rear axle. I mean, uh, yeah, rear axle in there. Then that'll be better. Yeah. Rear steer. There you go. Just empty I'll, I'll Did you probably see, just get it. Start doing digs. Did you see uh, Jimmy's I, eyes light up a little bit when I said rear steering? He's like, oh, I could do that. <laughs> Does LJ need to go to college? <laughs> what do you mean? His college fund's already out in the garage. I'll tell you what I'm thankful for. Uh, the uh, the You never say your Jeep build is done, but I am really happy with all the modifications that I've made on the 2021 Jeep Talk Show Gladiator. Uh, I, I never drive it, but when I go out there, I see it in the driveway and go, look how tall that thing is with the two-inch lift and the 35-inch tires, which I know is nothing for you guys, but I've never had anything bigger than 33-inch tires until the, the 35s on the, on the Gladiator. So uh, it's uh, it, it's been really cool that I was able to make the modifications so quickly on the Gladiator, get it all set up, and uh, actually go out and meet a lot of you guys at uh, Hidden Falls with it. We'll get back out there. Yep. I think Glock guy was going to ask a question. Oh, yeah. I got a question for you guys. Sure. I was, I was listening to you guys uh, talking the other day on, on one of the episodes. And I believe it was you that was talking about having to drive to a different dealer, get your oil change, because if you did it yourself, it would it would. They wouldn't cover certain things on your warranty. Can I, I've always changed my oil. I didn't know it would cause a problem. Well, uh, I uh, I purchased my Jeep from uh, South Fork Crosser Deep Jeep Dodge uh, Ram, which was a wonderful experience. I mean, seriously, it was. I, I reached out to the uh, Jeep Talk Show audience and asked for not a place where I could get the cheapest deal, but a place I could not have to deal with the, the typical sales uh, bullshit that you have to deal with whenever you're buying a vehicle. I hadn't bought a new vehicle in many, 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 many years, and I didn't want to, I had no time for the for the crap. Anyway, so I went over there, and uh, I found out that uh, they put a 100,000-mile warranty on the Gladiator from the dealership. Right. The caveat to that, and understandable, is... The oil has to be changed by a, I don't know, ASC certified mechanic or somebody that, you know, I don't think the YouTube certification will, will work. Otherwise, I could do it myself. Uh, and I did not like that. I did not like the idea that I have to have somebody else change my oil because it takes away from my time, time that I could uh, I could spend, you know, 15, 30 minutes changing the oil and get back to my life and not be driving anywhere. Now, I, I just want to make sure you understand, too, I did not have to take it back to, uh, to South Fork. I could have uh, gone someplace around here a lot closer, and it wouldn't even necessarily have to be a dealership. It just has to be a place that is, uh, you know, I'd, and I'd, I'd have to look at the warranty and make sure I did the right thing. But uh, I took it back to, to that dealership because I was treated so well. I wanted to say hello to Chris, the owner. Uh, I, uh, I found out that uh, my, uh, my salesperson has uh, changed dealerships. So, uh, but that was after I did the oil change. And that was the other reason why I was going to go over there is to say hi to him, uh, just because it was a good experience. So, um, the, the next hey, time. The reason, the reason why I'm asking, I got the 2021 um, Gladiator as well with the Eco Diesel in it. Uh -huh. And I, after you said that, I got my, my uh, 
manual out and I look through that thing and I have read that thing from cover to cover and went through the warranty and I don't see anywhere in there where it says it has to be changed by an SAE certified mechanic. So yeah. It, it was, it's a special 100,000 mile warranty that they put on, on the vehicle uh, from the dealership. Yeah. Well, mine's got that too. That's what, that's what, what concerned me. Did you check with the dealership? Because I'd get them on the phone and say, or at least shoot them an email and say, hey, do uh, this 100,000 mile warranty, is it going to be, what, what could keep this 100,000 mile warranty from being enforced? Because, you know, it's, I'm not, I'm not saying they do it. My 100,000 mile warranty on the powertrain was written on the window sticker. Well, this is different. This is, uh, I think, 100,000 miles for the for the Gladiator. Yeah. I don't think it's this powertrain. I need to go back and look at it. But uh, Mine's, just, mine, mine, mine's uh, 100,000 or five, five years or 100,000 miles on the powertrain and 36,000, uh, three years bumper to bumper. Yeah. So, yeah, that's stock warranty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that's I th- this, this, I think this is just something special from the dealership, and it was it, it wasn't even something I knew that I was getting until I was uh, signing the papers, and I bitched to the uh, the finance lady. I changed my own, my own oil. I don't want to get oil changes. Now you know about the Jeep Wave program, right? Where you get free oil changes. Yeah. No. Yep. It's not just it's not just free oil changes. It's much more than that. It's like if you look at the what you get with that. Um, you get trip interruption coverage. I don't know if you saw that or not. So yeah. you're, I don't you're, read. I don't read. a lot. Um, if your Jeep breaks down, like say three hours into a trip or whatever it is, you know, they cover hotel, towing it back to get it fixed, rental car, all that kind of stuff. Nice. I need yeah. To- and it's 10 oil changes. I, saw, I believe well, mine was well, in 2017. It was, it was, uh, I think it was two years or his first four is what it was. Right. So about two years, whatever I think it is. But although <laughs> I, I'm literally 29,991 miles on it as a, about an hour ago when I pulled in, I'm like, Hey, I'm about to finally hit that 30,000 mark since yeah. January of 2017. So I definitely need to look into that. Cause believe it or not, I bought this, uh, 2021 gladiator used with 7,400 miles on it. Guy bought it and his wife served him with papers and he had to liquidate a bunch of stuff. Oh, and I, man. Oh, I picked man. it up <laughs> fairly reasonable. Uh, if not, if you nothing can't else, find, you can't find an eco diesel around here anywhere. No, you can't find it. I mean, I could probably sell the Gladiator for seventy k right now if I wanted to. Yeah, stupid prices, right? Yeah, now. it really is. Yeah, but the big thing is make sure you talk to them and see what all proof. If you want to change your own oil, what proof they want, what what they want to see from you to prove that you actually changed it. <laughs> right. So on other vehicles, when I change oil. I take a copy of the receipts and everything to prove that I bought it and everything. Because you're, you're, if something were to happen with that engine or something, don't give me out. Because if you can't show that the oil was changed, that's their out right, right. there. Oh, oh yeah, yes. and that's the reason why they're doing it is they want to make sure that right. if if they toast the engine because the oil changed, they want to be the ones doing it, not you. Um, so, uh, which I say that flippantly, but, but it is a possibility. And that's one of the things that I, why I don't like somebody else working on my stuff. Um, it's, it's, it's not the same. I mean, you, you, you do it all the time. You're more likely to to do it correctly, but also too, it's always a possibility that you forgot a step because you do it all the time. I just trust myself more than I trust a guy to do. I I agree. I agree with you. Uh, Nobody cares about your vehicle as much as you do. I was about to say that. I was like, it's like Tony always says, nobody cares about your vehicle like you do. You know, I, like, I, I got a, I got a question for Todd. I, I got to know some story here, man, because you, you're flexing pretty hard with this pretty badass Jeep you got behind you there. What, 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 is this uh, a PPW? Is I mean, what is this that you got back there? It, it's an M38, and it's original. It's been to Korea and back, and uh, I bought it from a retiring. Air Force Colonel, after 40 years, he had this and Apache helicopters and a couple of deuce and halves and some other Holy things out there. Crap. You should have bought the helicopter. <laughs> you know, I, I got to tell you, I, I have the best wife in the world because when we talked to this guy, I was at Hidden Falls running uh, the Wheelers for the Wounded event. And he brought it down. And I told her, I said, You go look at the Jeep. And she's not a Jeep lover. And I said, If you think it's worthwhile, I'll take a look at it. 
And she called me while I was there and she goes, I have some news. And I said, what? And she goes, you're getting this Jeep. <laughs> she bought this Jeep for me. So I, and he, he basically gave it to me as a steal, uh, because I told him that I was going to continue to use it for, uh, uh, veterans and all sorts of wounded events. And, uh, he says, as long as you're going to drive it as a daily driver, go for it. And I use this thing. I go to home Depot to do it, use it as my small little truck and all sorts of things. So is that the original serial number? That's the original number from the vehicle. That's the last paint job that it had while it was in the military as well. Wow. That, that is pretty cool. cool. That is badass. So is this is this Todd from offroading101.com? Only if I'm not in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so we got some Texas people on here. Uh, do you guys, I don't know if you guys already know about uh, offroading101.com where uh, you can actually be taken out and uh, shown how to go uh, off-roading in your Jeep. And it's it's not just Jeeps, is it, Todd? No, it's not. It's it's any stock four-wheel drive vehicle straight off of the lot. And it's designed for those people that have their vehicle and never been off-road and they want to go out, but they're just apprehensive about what they're going to do. So we take them through all of the basics. We explain the what, the why, the when. And the how. You know, we have 12 obstacles for the first class that we go through. And by the time they get done, uh, they go from never being able to put or never putting their vehicle in four wheel drive at the beginning of the class <laughs> to the end of the class driving over three small SUVs. So if you right. talk about building confidence up in people, they just have a blast with it. Are any of the SUVs uh, the new Renegades or the new Cherokees? <laughs> uh, yeah. What would you say if I said they were the Bronco? But oh to, yeah, no. even better. <laughs> Only if you were leading it in that old that old uh, war jeep there. You just had three Bronco cancellations, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. So, we're out. So <laughs> tonight, no, we just. That's okay. They just break in pirouette anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Well, we we put channels across the top of them so we can repeatedly drive over them before we have to replace them. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> So, so Todd, I was I was was telling earlier. Um, met up with a guy tonight. I was selling my Evo rear bumper delete kit that I pulled off of there uh, with a guy out of San Antonio who just recently got relocated here through the Wounded Warrior program. He's a PTSD mm-hmm. recovery guy, and he just bought this Jeep like a year ago, and he's starting to try to do some small mods and kind of using it. You know, if you've been through the Wounded Warrior program with PTSD, you know they talk about getting your balance right. And, well, that's it for the show tonight. Uh, I want to try to keep this thing right at an hour. Uh, as you can tell, the conversation uh, continues uh, in the Zoom room, and it's not really not unusual for the, the Zoom room to continue uh, for an hour, hour and a half, two hours after we end the, uh, the recording. So yeah, I, I highly encourage you, if you like Jeep people, you want to talk Jeeps, and sometimes it's not all about Jeeps. Sometimes it's about food or uh, I know beaver nuggets. I just triggered some people. Not the beaver nuggets thing again, <laughs> but uh, you ought to join in on the the Zoom meeting and, uh, and have fun. We had uh, John uh, L. Uh, Mudman uh, eighty four, uh, Pat, uh, Todd, Chris from sevenslats.com. We had uh, Glock Commander. Uh, we had Jimmy F. We had uh, Larry, which is Jeep and Mo. We had uh, Looting Lenny, which you can see Looting Lenny in our Discord uh, server as well. And I'll talk more about that in a second. And we had Bob, two cheap Jeep guys, who has uh, some really interesting uh, video of uh, being out at SEMA this year and talking to Greg Henderson of uh, Unofficial Use Only. Uh, Greg was the individual that built the uh, the YJL. Is that right? The JYL? Uh, well, I think it's the YJL. Uh, for uh, Quadratech that was uh, showcased at, uh, at SEMA this year. And uh, there are three video interviews uh, on, uh, I, I've seen it on TikTok. It may be available other places as well. But uh, Bob, two cheap Jeep guys, uh, look for that on TikTok and uh, look at those. Uh, and if nothing else, you can look at Greg in a, a nice kilt, uh, which uh, we're going to be talking to Greg in an upcoming interview where uh, we found out some interesting information about the uh, the kilt. Some of the things you may already know, some of the things you may not know. 
So we also have uh, Doug and Isaac rounds it out with all the individuals that were with us tonight. Big thank you to everybody showing up here uh, on uh, Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Central Time. And that's when we have the Zoom meeting for the roundtable. Uh, sign up for our newsletter, jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Scroll on down through there. You'll see how you can sign up for the newsletter. And uh, the reason why you want the newsletter is because you will get the link and the password to the Zoom meeting, and a reminder, a weekly reminder about the, uh, the 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 you know the chance for you to get in the Zoom meeting and really just chat and have fun. Maybe you don't want to chat. Maybe you just want to listen. Uh, maybe you just want to listen to the Zoom meeting after the the recording is done. This it, it, there's many ways you can do it. Now I did mention our Discord server, and uh, it's another way uh, of uh, getting in uh, in contact with uh, people that are uh, uh, Jeep Talk Show listeners. And uh, they, uh, you can. Uh, it's just like a text, uh, a chat, uh, um, a text chatting thing uh, for a group, and it's a little more specific than, say, a Facebook page or Facebook group. Uh, it's uh, it's it's like a tight family, if you will. And uh, there's all kinds of conversations going on there, and you can go to the same place to to uh, click on the invitation to come to our Discord server. Uh, it's it's free. And you can use it, uh, there, there's an app port for your phone, or you can just use your browser. So there's nothing really you have to do other than just click that link, set up an account, and then start chatting with us in the uh, general area on the uh, Jeep Talk Show uh, Discord server. So just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, scroll on down, and look for the invite, the little link for the invite to our Discord uh, server. Hope to see you there. So uh, join us again uh, this coming Thursday on the Zoom meeting for our uh, Campfire Side Chat segment. We basically record the entire show, and at the near the end, we do our Campfire Side Chat segment, and we bring in our Zoom people and ask them a question, some Jeep question for the day, uh, for that for that evening, and uh, this gives everybody a chance to answer that question however they want to answer it, and uh, gives you a chance to be on the show. You guys have a great week, and uh, we'll be uh, – oh, uh, and I'll, I'll mention real quick, if you've made it this far in the podcast, um, we will be taking Christmas week off, just like we did on Thanksgiving week. So uh, we'll be talking more about that in upcoming episodes, but I want to let people know uh, as, as soon as possible, you know, so you can make your own uh, arrangements for that time, something that would keep you uh, entertained. <laughs> have a great night. Podcasting since 2010.